0: Well, I am honored to welcome back Tom Wynn, the voice of the Milwaukee Milkman. And Tom, I bet you're excited to be back because it means your team's advancing to the finals.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Rob. Uh, Like I told you last week, uh, as long as I'm talking to you this week, it's going to be great. And uh, uh, it's still hard to believe that it was only two years ago that we made it to the last championship season. Uh, And, uh, you know, here we are again. Uh, Hopefully, we're going to be a team of destiny this year.
0: Yeah, it's, it's looking at that series against Cleveland, you, you know, you guys got outstanding pitching. Ryan Zimmerman absolutely lights out in, in that second game. Yeah. Uh, were you, I, I know you are you have a lot of confidence in your guys, you've been watching them all season, but that pitching, were you a little bit surprised at least about how they were willing or able to shut down Cleveland?
1: Um. I was pleasantly surprised, but uh, there, you know, there's no question, Rob. You know, we showed in the Chicago series that uh, our pitchers were, were ready to start dealing here in the postseason, and they just kept it going right into uh, the series of Cleveland. AJ Shugel has been tremendous since we added him to the starting rotation um, just after midseason, and so uh, AJ has been a real stud. He's come through for us in both of his postseason starts. And then you know we've uh, we've kind of mixed and matched it uh, a little bit after that. Now Ryan Zimmerman, as we talked about last week, had a rough outing at uh, Impact Field in Game Two of that series against the Dogs. But you know uh, we've seen Ryan over the years, certainly I've seen him up close and personal here the last couple of years with the Milkman. And I just had a feeling Ryan was going to come back and uh, and be spectacular, especially pitching on the on the home mound at Franklin Field, and and he was. I mean that's as good as I've seen Ryan pitch. Uh, you know, in his Milkman career, uh, you know, uh, even when I saw him with, with St. Paul um, on occasion, uh, I'm not sure I ever saw him throw that great as as he did the other night. And uh, he was sensational. I mean, that really set the tone for the rest of the game. And, uh, you know, very impressive to, to be able to shut down the Railroaders, who, in, in my opinion, have a good lineup as as anybody in the league. Um, that, I thought, was, was just really a, uh, a great... Uh, a great exclamation mark on the uh on the series for the milkman now uh, again you know our pitching was uh maybe uh, a bit inconsistent uh during the regular season but boy i'll tell you here in the postseason we've tuned up both against chicago a solid hitting team and Cleburne, who i think is uh you know a great hitting team and and be able to uh you know in four of those five games hold your opponents to uh two runs or less uh just outstanding so far
0: you know, one of the most impressive parts I thought about Ryan in that game was unbelievably poised. I mean, you know, I think if I was in a situation like that, striking out 11 or 12 guys through the first five innings, I'd have been, you know, kind of patting myself on the back. But you couldn't tell what kind of outing he was having by his face.
1: No, no. Uh, he had the intensity going uh, from, from start to finish. Uh, and, uh, again, I'm, I'm sure Ryan, you know, uh, all things considered, perhaps maybe he would have liked to stay out there and see if he could have recorded another strikeout, possibly tied the, uh, tied the league record for strikeouts in a playoff game, which is 13. But, uh, man, um, I'll tell you, he uh, he laid it all out there. And, uh, you know, once again, uh, tremendous defense behind him. Uh, so, again, you told our pitching, Rob, how it's really come to the forefront here during the postseason, but our defense as well has just been, uh, just been sensational. Um, Brian Torres in the opening game of the Cleveland series, Made one of the greatest catches. I I would argue certainly the the greatest catch in Milton postseason history, including that even of uh, the two catches Kyle Chester made in the Chicago series, and uh, took a took an extra base away from Zach Marrier when we had the, uh, a three nothing lead in the sixth inning. Um, I mean, arguably, you know, maybe the defensive play of the year in the American Association, and that just seemed to uh, again sort of. Uh, Put an mark on, on the defense, especially our outfield defense. Uh, Aaron Hill and Torres and center, Carl Chester and right. You know, this is really the first time that uh, Hill and Torres. Have played extended periods uh, defensively during their professional careers. Aaron Hill, practically none. Uh, Brian Torres, uh, perhaps a little bit more, but he was primarily an infielder coming up until this year. And uh, Carl Chester, really the only one who's you know been a regular outfielder going back to his, probably his, his high school and college days. Uh, but those three guys, uh, again in the playoffs, have just been fantastic. Uh, not to mention that you know in the infield we've been we've been fairly solid as well. Uh, Miguel Gomez has had a couple of hiccups uh, defensively, but, again, I think he's more than made up for that offensively.
0: Yeah, I think one of the most interesting things about this so far, uh, Tom, is the fact that neither Keon Barnum nor Aaron Hill have really had much of an offensive presence, but you guys are still finding a way to win. You know, I, I think, wow, if Keon gets rolling, man, look out.
1: Yeah, that, you know, again, if uh, Aaron came into the postseason uh, relatively hot, but, uh, yeah, he had a tough time. I'm third of our order, and Carl Chester and uh, Jeremiah Burks um, have really been, uh, really been, uh, so we're just hoping, you know, if maybe just one of those guys can start getting a few hits, that would really pick us up a bit, but fortunately, you know, uh, uh, Gomez along with uh, Logan Trowbridge, um, uh, you know, and a few other guys have just been able to do enough, uh, Hector Sanchez, uh to uh to kind of get us over the hump in a few of these games um so uh you know we were obviously one of the better offensive teams during the regular season but as as i pointed out before rob you know when you look at us across the board in any um particular game or series you know we're not quite like the juggernaut that uh, fargo moorhead is or like the city was this past year where you know you're putting constant pressure on the on the other team uh, threatening to score every inning we seem to be a team that can manufacture um a big inning every couple of games and hopefully capitalize on that to uh you know, give us give us a springboard to victory, but um, yeah, we're not uh, we're not quite built uh, the way you know those teams were, or or Cleburne, where you know you look up the lineup, one through nine, just about everybody uh, seems like they're hitting close to three hundred, or uh, you know they certainly have the capability to uh, to come up with uh, with some home runs. Uh, on a more regular basis. Uh, so we're not quite like that. But uh, we do seem to have the knack of putting together a, a big inning, at least every other game, that can really put us in a good position to win. And then, you know, hopefully we can just scrap and fight and uh, try and do it in other you know, games we don't have in big innings.
0: Now, as you look forward to this series, of the first series of the playoffs that moves to five games, how do you think that impacts the movement?
1: Um, Well, it might be a little more challenging because you know we've we've gotten through these series really shortening up the pitching staff, so uh, you know we're going to have to use more arms in in this series. Uh, that's not to say everybody who who has pitched uh, ha- hasn't pitched well. Um, you know, even brief appearances, uh, Kyle Huckabee and uh, and Holmes pitched well in the series against Cleburne. Um, so that'll be more of a challenge because you know we really leaned heavily on uh, Frankie Bartell and Rodrigo Benoit are two back-end guys in the bullpen um, in the first couple of series. And so in a three-game series, yeah, we were able to stretch out enough innings out of those guys to uh, to be really effective. Now, we're, you know, you're adding on a potential couple of games in this next series. So that's going to be more challenging. Um, starting-wise, I, I think we'll, we'll still be okay. Um, you know, we got A.J. Schuylkill, again, who I would expect to uh, throw uh and then uh and then um i don't know if we'll be coming back the next day we might just for game three give him a little more rest we'll be in the mix and then Miles. also we've got we've got four solid starters we can run out there for the uh during the rotation for the championship series but yeah i think it will be a little bit more challenging for us uh pitching wise um i you know fargo's got a good a lot of good young arms there uh so, um, you know, perhaps to me that's a bit of an advantage from them. Uh, they've got some young guys that uh, uh, maybe they can uh, chew up a few more innings for them. But uh, I still like our chances as far as our veteran presence. And as far as pitchers who have been there done that, uh, you know, Kevin McGovern, um, I'm not sure exactly what the playoff experience is. among pitchers with the pitchers with the, uh, with the Red Hawks. Um, obviously, you know, whoever else was with the team last year uh, when they went to the the semifinals when they went to the finals rather but uh, you know they've got a lot more rookies on that pitching staff so uh, i'll be interesting to see how the uh, how the pitching staffs match up in the series
0: now you were talking about a couple of years ago the team uh, went to the championships, championship championship series beat out sioux falls you know uh, Obviously, kind of a different makeup at that point because they were allowing a lot more veterans on and, and uh, had a whole entirely different feel with the kind of the COVID season out there. But just kind of the culture of this team—do do you think that that is any different than what you saw a couple of years ago? Um,
1: I don't know, but you know, the culture I, th- I think is kind of similar uh, w- with Anthony Barone and the coaching staff. I think they've, I you know, put together the, the, a team that. You know, obviously, expect to be competitive again. We're we're probably uh, structured a little bit differently than we were back then. Um, you know, a couple of years ago it was really pitching and defense really calling cards. Uh, this year, you know, a little more so offensively. Um, and uh, you know, pitching defense were uh, were probably not our strong points during the the regular season. But, uh, yeah, during the playoffs, um, they have they uh, have certainly tuned it up. And uh, again, I, I, you know, I would say that starts with Anthony and general manager, uh, Dan Kenzie, uh, putting together the, the personnel and then Anthony, you know, being able to uh, uh, manage, uh, manage the way he does uh, just, uh, just a tremendous manager and, uh, you know, uh, the coaching staff this year with uh, DJ Boston, our hitting coach Jose Rodriguez, our pitching coach—they've—they've they've all you know done a great job just to uh, keep our team moving forward. Uh, and again, it's—it's it's been very challenging with uh, some of the injuries and uh, and and you know player signings that uh, we lost guys earlier. Uh, in the year to uh both the mexican league and affiliated ball and so uh yeah I, I, our culture i think is uh is really solid um you know a few new uh different uh faces in it uh this year compared to, to two years ago but um yeah it seems like we're you know hopefully still on here to uh to give it a great shot here in the championship series
0: you know, a couple of years ago, Zach Marrier had a very disappointing regular season. then was just lights out in the playoffs, wound up being named the MVP. Do you see somebody on this club right now who could all of a sudden just catch fire and carry this team to a championship?
1: Well, um, I am going to, I am going to suggest that maybe Logan Trowbridge could be the guy. And you know, obviously Logan had a, a decent regular season, but uh, not quite up to his standards offensively. And, uh, but, you know, he's done okay so far in the playoffs here, and I I think he's starting to feel it. I think Logan's starting to get back in the groove. And, um, uh, again, it's probably, you know, he was in that, uh, that series a couple years ago against Sioux Falls. But, uh, but as as I recall, Logan was also a, a key factor, especially defensively at third base. And, uh, maybe Logan is the guy. Maybe he's the guy who's, who's going to uh, do it for him. Ben, you mentioned earlier, Keon Barnum might be another guy. Keon seems like he's overdue to go on a a bit of a spurt. One thing about Keon is uh, he really runs hot or cold. Uh, When he is hot, he is red hot. And when he's cold, he can be ice cold. And uh, I don't know that he's been that ice cold in in the season. Obviously, he hasn't been hot. But uh, he did have the home run against Chicago. And he did have uh, uh, at least another hit. Um, key hit it seemed like uh, during this series. So um, you know, maybe Keon might be the might be the guy as well. But Logan is a guy I would keep an eye on.
0: I think one of the biggest stories for you guys of this series is you're going to see these three big lefties: Wiginton, McGovern, and Brower. So, so the uh, the question I guess to look at here is: How well do you think Milwaukee hits against left-handers, and how do you think they'll face against these particular left-handers? <laughs>
1: During the regular season, in fact, for most of the season, Rob, we were we were almost uh, hitting right at the the same average, lefty as as opposed to righties, um, which was you know I thought pretty impressive because for the most part, the first half was running out five or six extended bats to uh, to start the season, um, so uh, I don't I don't think that split is going to necessarily. Um, Will be a, 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 a big factor on the surface. Now, granted, you're talking Kevin McGovern, arguably the greatest mm-hmm. in American Association in history. Uh, he's carved us up a few times before, like he has everybody else in this league. So uh, that's going to be a major, a major issue to deal with. We've seen Grower uh, at least once this year, I know up in Fargo, and he looked very good against us. Um, I don't know if we, uh, I can't remember off the to top of my head if we faced him in Milwaukee. Uh, Wigginton, I'm not sure if we faced him or not, but uh, he was very impressive in that game last night against Kansas City. Uh, really, just a, just a remarkable effort for you know a true rookie, a guy who literally was pitching college ball this past year, and he is shutting down the Kansas City Monarchs and defending champions in the deciding game of the West Division playoffs. So, uh, Wigington is, is going to be difficult as well. Uh, like I said, you know, statistically, we did okay against left-hand pitching this year. So among our current guys, uh, you know, Wilkenger, you know, Brian Torres, uh, those guys are all, uh, you know, all of the left-hand hitters, for sure. Uh, Chris Conley, if, uh, you know, if, if Chris, uh, gets in the lineup, he's another guy, uh, certainly can, uh, can handle left-hand pitching okay. So, um, on the surface, anyway, I, I you know I don't think it's going to be a major factor against us. But when you look at the guys that are running at, uh, uh, you know, those guys are out-of-state Clay McGovern, um, and you know, uh, again, the the uh, opening game between McGovern and AJ Shugel is uh, I think is really going to be a, a major focus point of uh, of this series for sure.
0: Now, I have to tell you, one of the things I thought was was outstanding a couple nights ago, so you guys start with the first two games here at home, and I was watching the broadcast that you guys had for game two. You even commented on a small crowd, but, boy, you'd have thought there was 3,000 people there. So, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of what are you expecting out of the crowd this weekend?
1: Hopefully a bigger crowd. Uh, one of the things that's going to uh, uh, kind of be uh, – uh, I don't. I don't want to say going against us, but it, but it's certainly going to you know attract a lot of baseball fans. And the Brewers are hosting the Yankees at uh, American Family Field, which, as uh, people who follow uh, you know Milwaukee or the the Bearcat Association know, that that the place is only about 12 or 13 miles, uh, 20 kilometers away from Franklin Field. So you've got a tremendous overlap of fans. Uh, uh, in the the Milwaukee metro area, especially on the south side. Clearly, for the Brewers, this is one of their biggest series of the year. But that being said, uh, I believe we're going to have a big crowd, uh, certainly on Saturday nights. You know, uh, always a great night to go to the Rock Complex. And uh, as a lot of fans uh, may or may not know, know, beside the baseball stadium there, we've got the uh, drive-in theater, which is basically the left-field parking lot. We also have the... uh, the uh, golf facility that just opened up last month, and then we have the, uh, you know, the historic and, and uh, unprecedented uh, umbrella bar in the middle of the complex as well that draws a lot of people um, just for socializing and listening to music on, on Saturday night. So uh, I'm hopeful that we're going to get, you know, close close to 1,500, a couple thousand maybe for uh, for Saturday night's game. Sunday will, will be a little more of a challenge, but again, we're, we've slotted that one for the afternoon for 1 o'clock because you've got the Packers playing Sunday night. Uh, against the Bears so at least we've uh, eliminated that conflict well again the Brewers and Yankees will be playing at the same time over at uh, American Family Field well
0: that should make for an exciting time there Tom so well Tom let's uh, leave you out here with where we've done the last two weeks since it's worked so well for you when the milkmen are are hoisting the Miles Wolf trophy over their heads uh, sometime next week what happened to make that occur
1: I'm going to say that uh, AJ Shugle has uh at least one great start for us and between uh miles smith and ryan Zimmerman, uh those two guys each have, have great starts and um, Frankie Rodrigo and Rodrigo to mm-hmm. stay out at the end of the bullpen. And and you know, maybe there's maybe again that we've got another miraculous player two defensively uh that helped spark us in the earlier rounds and I we're gonna need at least one of those probably sometime along the way. To, uh, if we're going to win this series against the Red Redhawks.
0: Fantastic. Tom Wynn, thanks for joining me. Rob, always my pleasure.